And I remember God telling Joshua, he didn't say just whatever you hope for. But he looked at Joshua and he said this. He said, whatsoever you do shall prosper. Somebody said do it. A lot of times we have people that believe but they don't exercise their face by really doing anything. And I've come to let you know whatever dream God has placed in your heart, whatever thing God has in your heart, do it right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Pray to Lord, that the Lord will open up the bowels of his mercy and continue passion and open up his grace unto you that you may be able to accomplish everything that he has for you in your life. It's so wonderful to see everybody here today. And we won't be before you long because we're going to go out afterwards. And those that are you are going, thank you, with the vision fund and things like that. You see those those bags out there full of food and those those blankets and things like that. That's part of what we want the vision fund for. We want to be a church on the move. Everybody say on the move. Y'all gonna have to be happy with me today. I've, I've got 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 a musician, and musicians love musicians. I've I've got a got a great one back there, and I'm I'm loving it. And we're gonna read today from the book of Luke, chapter five starting at verse 1 going all the way through 10. If you could stand for the reading of the word of our Lord, we won't be before you long today, hopefully. Lamarck, if you could stop my, do my clock for me. Praise God for people to help you. Glad for, for people that are willing and able. So I thank God for all of you that work. A lot of the stuff that happens in church we come into church and we just notice that it happens, but there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to do things. And I thank all the people that work day in and day out to make these things happen. Uh, whether it's planning dinners coming up and doing all sorts of things and working camera one or camera two or camera three or working the sound or on the keyboard, all the things that you do. We're grateful for you. It's in the book of Luke chapter five, verses one through 10. Everybody, what's our theme for the day? Everybody said, do it again. Let's read. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. The people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put a little out from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let your nets down for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions... And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. These were said, Jesus, don't be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they pulled up their boats from the shore. Verse 11, I'll read it. And left everything they had and followed him. The crux of our sermon will come from this scripture 
today uh, where Peter is talking to Jesus. And he said, we fished all night, but because you say so, we'll do it again. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, do it again. You may be seated in the presence of God. Lord, speak your servants, listen. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we've been talking about faith and we've been talking about the God of miracles. And that's our theme for the entire year, the God of miracles. And I'm going to say it until you get it, that we don't serve the God of maybes, but yet we serve the God of miracles. That God will bless you, be it done unto you according to your faith. That God has some things that are in store for some people, but they have not yet unlocked what he has for them because they have not exercised the faith that they need to exercise in order to release those things into their life. The Bible says that faith without works is what? Dead being alone. In other words, that not only can we have faith, but if we're going to exercise the faith that God has called us to exercise, that we have to have works to go along with our faith, not for salvation, because we're saved by grace through faith alone in Jesus Christ. But if you are saved, you will be a, a part of the tree of the family of God, and you shall know a tree by the fruit it bears. And if you're saved and you're falling and walking in faith, God will start to see some fruit from your life. It may not be as large as other people's fruit, but if you'll just start, somebody said baby steps and start taking baby steps, go into prayer and start doing some things and, 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 and exercising your faith. If you have enough faith to believe God, to, to, to step out on faith, God will bless you. But the Bible said that them that come to God must first believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those that genuinely seek him diligently seek him and i've come to tell you today again that faith begins where human ability ends in other words you don't need faith to believe for what you can do yourself what you need faith is for the things that you are not able to do now and unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we are able to ever ask or think according to the power that works in us. I've come to tell you that God is looking for a church in 2022 that will exercise great faith. For it is the church in Rome when Paul writes the book of Romans. It is not a very large church that Paul is writing to at the time. But Paul makes note and said that you are known according to your faith. If I wanted to be known by anything, let it be by the compassion and the mercy and the love of God. And for somebody to say he might not have done everything right, but at least he tried to walk by faith. At least he trusted God enough to believe that what God said was true. At least he trusted God to do something. Hallelujah. So the Bible said he never said that the thing that you would do would make sense to the natural because the supernatural goes outside of the natural realm. So where logic ends, faith begins. Where reason ends, sometimes faith begins. There's nothing wrong with logic and there's nothing wrong with reason. You have to work in a natural world, but don't ever forget that you are a supernatural being working in a natural world, that you were created with a spirit and God lives down on the inside 
inside of you if you are saved and that you can have the laws of the kingdom work for you and they will work better than the laws of the nature that we have around us. I've come to tell you that if you go out and you get a job and, and do those things and I want you to get a job, the Bible says man does not work, he shall not eat and be a good steward and begin to, to take your finances and become a giver and become a good tither and become a good budgeter and become a generous person. But I've come to tell you, I don't know if there's anybody that didn't ever have a job and didn't know where you were going to make ends meet and you had more month left than you had money and all your witty ideas and all of your job applications didn't come through. But somehow, out of no way, it didn't make sense. But Jesus came through right in the nick of time. <laughs> Hallelujah. When normal solutions wouldn't work, Jesus would come through. I wonder if there anybody in the building or in the stream that would testify that you've been in a situation where the doctor has shaken his head and said, I'm sorry, there's nothing we can do. And when they come back, they're dumbfounded because what the natural would say is that that's all that can be done. But somehow in the unseen realm, God has worked out a miracle on your behalf. Is there anybody that want to give God praise today? Because God is the God of miracles. Hallelujah. God is looking for someone who will obey and not reason themselves out of a blessing. For many times, faith will tell us to do things and we will not walk out on faith because we allow the enemy to tell us every reason we can't. I want you to write this down. Every time the enemy tells you a reason you can't, I want you to write down a reason that God can because he can do anything. Hallelujah. When you hear those doubts in your mind that say that you don't have the education, that say you don't have the skill set, that you don't have the ability, say when I am weak, he is strong and greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. What say thou that if God be for us, then who can be? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Jesus was preaching. And as he was preaching by the lake of Gennesaret, he was preaching and the crowds were enthroning him and they were coming in to hear what he had to say. And verse two says that when Jesus was preaching, they were out among him and Jesus needs to get back a little bit off of the shore so that he can be heard, that his voice can carry. And the Bible says that where he was in verse two, that there were some empty boats and there were some fishermen over there washing their nets. Somebody said they were washed up <laughs> for they had worked hard all night and they had come up short. They worked hard all night with their human effort and did what they knew to do. I've come to tell you that novice don't carry nets. These were professionals that knew everything in the natural to do. They knew how the sea and the land worked. They knew how to catch fish. They were professionals at catching fish because they didn't just have one boat. They had two boats. These people were professionals. They knew what they needed to do. But although they had all the expertise, although they had all the training somehow they came up short and they were all washed up a whole night of failure and Jesus found them by the wayside by the side of their boats and they were washing their nets their boats that had used to help them get out to sea were now useless the nets they used weren't effective in that environment in that space they had failed at their efforts and here they come to the shore to wash away all of the evidence 
to wash away all the seaweed and the debris so that there will be no evidence of their previous failure. Is there anybody come here, somebody that's ever had to do that in life that you tried to work out something and it didn't just work like you needed to and you started trying to wash away and hide all the evidence so people wouldn't see how broken you were. People wouldn't see how disappointed you were. People wouldn't see how discouraged you were. And Jesus is trying to get your attention, but you're so busy trying to cover up your failures that God can't use you the way he needs to use you. And God doesn't want you to cover up your failures. What he wants you to do is make yourself available. Somebody say, make yourself available. I need to talk to somebody this morning who is washing their nets. I want to talk to somebody who feels like that their situation is all washed up. I want to talk to somebody who feels like your best days are behind you this morning. I want to talk to somebody who feels like you need to just cut your losses and lick your wounds and go and crawl in a corner and die. I need to talk to somebody today who is demoralized because you have faced failure in your life. I want to talk to somebody. Come here, somebody who's dealing with a broken marriage. I want to talk to somebody who's dealing with a broken relationship. I want to talk to somebody who's had a lost opportunity in your life. Is there anybody in here who's ever suffered from a broken home and now instead of running to Jesus, you're by the wayside washing your nets. (laughs) You're by the wayside trying to pretend that your family is all together, knowing that when you get home, all hell is going to break loose in your home, trying to pretend that everything is okay in your ma- in your marriage. But when you get to church in front of church people, you pretend that you love each other. And when you leave, you're throwing stuff at each other in the car. But when you get to church, you learn how to wash your nets. You're broke, busted, and disgusted, and discouraged. And when people ask you, how you doing? I'm blessed and highly favored. No, you're not. You're broken and disgusted. And if you'll be honest, maybe God can work with you. If you'll stop trying to wash your nets and cover up all the residue, it's time for a church that will be real and transparent with God and say, God, I'm not perfect. God, I have mistakes. But one thing I am is available to you. Here I am. It doesn't look pretty, but this is all you have to work with with me. But seeing as you look ex nihilo and created a world out of nothing, certainly you can take this battered clump of clay and do what you need to do. Somebody say, I'm available. Hallelujah. Somebody's turned over and over in your mind all the elements of a situation that made your situation go wrong. You've double tapped it like a YouTube play to try to rewind if I could just go back. Has anybody ever been like that that says if I could just turn back the hands of time, I would do things differently. And now you live your life not based off of the promise of God, but off of the remembrance of your failure. Washing your nets. They blamed their boats and they blamed their nets. And if they were good farmers, they made a uh, good fishermen. They may have blamed their almanac because they were all washed up and their human effort wouldn't work. But I've got a thought for you today. Maybe it wasn't the boat. And maybe it wasn't the nets. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't at all about what was present, but about who was absent. I've come to tell you that the reason most things fail in our life is because we put every kind of strategy and chart to it. We put every type of thing to our dream and hope. And the last thing we interject is Jesus. 
We got hopes and dreams and visions. And people will skip church to go work on their hopes and dreams and visions and wonder why your visions never come to pass. You believe in God for a healing, but you won't be faithful to him. And you want things from, from God, but you're not willing to give anything. God would move in your life if you would just get your agenda out of the way. Hmm. The Bible says that Jesus was preaching by the side of the lake and people as they were gathering around and he got ready to get in the boat. There is somebody out there that is waiting for God to use you, but your boat is not available. What do you mean by that? That I mean that God will move in your life if you would just get your agenda out of the way. God will move in your life if you would be faithful to him. God will move in your life if you would let him in the boat. But this is free for somebody in here or on the live stream. If the shoe fits, just wear it. But maybe the reason that you hopped from church to church is not because the pastor doesn't like you. Maybe it's not because they're intimidated by your gift. But maybe the reason you hopped from church to church is because you are not consistent enough and around enough for them to be able to trust you to use you. The reason they can't use you is because they don't know if you're going to show up from Sunday to Sunday. If you can't say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You're not being overlooked for those reasons that you think. Sometimes we get in our own way and you cannot be an inconsistent person and expect consistent rewards. You can't give here and there and expect a financial blessing for God. You can't show up on first and fifth Sundays and think God's going to work through you mightily to do work in the kingdom. That's not how it works. But, but, but Pastor, I, I, I love God, but I'm not in the church. How you like him and don't like his wife? If you can't say amen. Say, ouch. The Bible says it's important that a man be found faithful. If you want God to use you, you got to learn to be available to him. Somebody shout, Lord, I'm available. God was able to use them because Peter had made himself available to God because he looks at Peter and while they're licking their wounds, Jesus gets in the boat and says, push out a little bit farther from the shore. And when you work for God and put him first, he can give you instructions that will change your life. There are many people that have master's degrees and doctorate degrees that are unemployed. There are many people who are brilliant, but that thing has not just happened in their life. I submit to you today, would you take the time to rearrange your priorities and put God first and not last? Build stuff around coming to church and not build church around stuff. Build service to God. <laughs> in first and not build stuff around service to God. For the Bible says where your treasure is, there your heart is. They made themselves available to God. And when Jesus needed him, Peter decided to make himself available. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, can he count on you? <laughs> I've got a question for you today. Out in the virtual world, for those that are listening and those that are in the sanctuary, can your church count on you to be faithful? When it's time to serve, are you available? Are you still finding excuses why you can't serve God on a consistent basis? Oh, you can get quiet on me today, but I'm going to preach it today anyhow. 
I'm going to give it to me. Just I'm going to give it to you just how it was given to me. And they could have easily said, Lord, my nets were empty. So now I got to go trying to find something to eat. And, you know, I've been working all night and I'm tired. Lord, you understand, Jesus, I could be of service, but I just got so much going on. And after all, the number one Christian lie in America, Lord, you know my heart. This is the tough message before we get to the good message. Because we tell God that, Lord, if I could, I would. You can, but you won't. Lord, I come to church every Sunday. If I could, you can, but you won't. If you have a job that requires you to work, that's a little bit different. But you want God to use you, but you won't be consistent. You want God to heal you and bless you, but you won't be consistent. God is a faithful God, and he works in faithfulness. The Bible says that when he comes back for us, we are to be found faithful, not just to doing things within the four walls of the building, but faithful in the service of our lives. We talked about that Wednesday night, that our life is worship and that worship goes well beyond the four walls of this church. Jesus, because Peter made himself available and allowed Jesus to use him, Jesus decides to bless Peter and to bless Peter's friends. My pastor used to tell me a long time ago, son, if you're handled and take care of God's business, God will take care of yours. Some of us are struggling trying to make ends meet because we refuse to tithe and we refuse to give. But if you turned around and believed by faith, the same God that made a way. See, that's the thing about God. I'm going to give you a theological term. It, God is immutable. You know what that means? God doesn't change. And if God was able to bless you before, God is able to bless you now. And if he promised that if you give, he'd pour out the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that he wouldn't receive. If he did it, then he's able to do it now. And many of us are busting our head, trying to use our own human effort, trying to get ahead. And all you have to do is do what he told you to do in the first place. I need a financial blessing. Are you a tither or a giver? No, then go sit down. I need a healing. My blood pressure's high. You still eating pork chops? Yeah, go sit down. That sounds tough, but that's what we need in the body of Christ, that we're not getting what we need because nobody loves us enough to tell us the truth. We're scared that people won't come if we tell the truth. We're scared that people won't give if they tell us the truth. But I've come to tell you that God is my source. And if every source dried up, God is able to provide every need according to his riches and his glory. And I love you too much to lie to you that I love you too much not to tell you that God wants you to know the truth. That if we're going to be the people that God is calling us to be, our priorities have to change. Is this helping anybody? Amen. Jesus tells them because they made them themselves available. He says, put out into the deep. Somebody say deep. deep. See, they've been out fishing before. I've come to tell you, there are some levels that you won't be able to get to in God until you make yourself available for him. I'm reminded of a scripture where they brought, the man comes to Jesus and he says, I brought my sons to you. 
but they could not heal my son. And these are your disciples. And Jesus rebukes the spirit and it leaves. And they say, how did this happen? And he said, this comes out only by fasting and prayer. Now, some theologians believe that they put the fasting in there. But either way, Jesus is trying to say this. There are some things that will not work for you on a pity pat surface Christian level. Yes, you say, but there are some walls that won't break in your life until you become committed to God, until you learn how to fast and you commit your life to prayer and you quit playing with God and using God as a casual friend this Sunday, that Sunday, inside out. God wants people that will be faithful to him. And when you're faithful to him, he will take you out into the deep. Your healing is in the deep. Your miracle is in the deep. Your miracle, I, I'm thankful for the music and I'm thankful that everybody's praising and that music gets to go on and Victor's jumping and Brother Dave jumping and everybody jumping and running around because the music, music is going. But what is your life and your commitment like when the music stops? If you want God to work with you in faith, you got to let him take you to a deeper place. I'm going to pick on Chrissy a little bit. I'm so proud of what Chrissy is doing. Why? Because Chrissy will be the first to tell you that she's not a perfect person. But one day I was up praying and just out of, out of habit and thought, I put on the church, uh, church website, it's 444 and somebody's up praying for you. And, I, and I, I talked to Chrissy about some things and without even knowing about it, I looked up one day and Chrissy, the youngest member of us all, has come in and said, it's 559 and there's somebody praying with you. I didn't have to poke and I didn't have to prod her but what she's saying is I want more and if I'm going to get more I've got to launch out into the deep just showing up on Sundays won't do I've got to pray, I've got to fast, I've got to seek God is there anybody who's in a situation that the ordinary just won't do, your solution is not working, I'm challenging you to pull out into the deep Amen. hallelujah pull out into the deep hallelujah and then Jesus once they pull out into the deep I want you to get this instruction if they put it down everybody said let your nets down hallelujah that very thing that you had given up on you can put it back on the screen I want us to read that together let's read that together if you don't put God first in your life, even when it looks like you are getting ahead, you will always be last. Even when it looks like money's coming in the front end, it'll be going out the back. And you can't figure out why I can't get ahead. Well, that's negative. No, that's true. Honor God. That doesn't mean by honoring God, you won't ever have troubles, that you won't ever have struggles. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be monolithic. But what I am saying is sometimes we create our own problems. We create our own struggles because we don't put God first. But today I want you to let down your nets. Somebody said, let down your nets. Hallelujah. Jesus, after he let them, after he finished preaching, he said, I'm going to bless you. I want you to go out and let down your nets for a catch. I like the way he said that because that is expectation. Everybody's expectation. And number two, it's preparation. <laughs> Many of us are waiting for God. 
to bless us with a new job, but we haven't worked to get any more skills. <laughs> There's a lot of people waiting on God for a husband or a wife, but you haven't made yourself the husband or wife. You need to be that not only do you have to have expectation, but faith comes with preparation that you've got to be prepared for the blessing that God gives you so that when he decides that it's time for you to have a catch, your net will be ready. Oh, don't let me be the person that when God gets ready to bless me, I don't have the capacity to receive. God is telling somebody he's going to do some good things, but he needs some prepared prayer warriors. He needs some prepared Bible studiers. He needs some prepared disciples that when God lets down his nets for a catch and God blesses the way he needs to bless, that we are not on the outside looking in because we were not prepared. We are not like the five foolish virgins who watch other people walk into the same party that they had access to, but they refused to prepare. God is telling somebody to let down your nets. And I want you to know today that they trusted Jesus by faith. Their nets were ready and they trusted God by faith. But somebody in one faith move away. Your one faith move away from your situation change. God can give one instruction. And one instruction from God can do more for you than three lifetimes can do. But you can't hear God unless you're available. Remember what we talked about last Sunday? Listen for the what? Whisper. God can do some things. But you got to be available. And I've come to let you know that failure is not final. It's time for you to let down your nets for a catch. And we're not going to be here long. I want to speak to somebody because they could have looked at Jesus and said, look here. You do the preaching and you leave the fishing to me. You stay out of my business. I know preacher how to handle my money. I know how to handle my personal life. You stay out of my business. You don't know what I got going on. And they walked out of there. And had they done that, they'd have went back home hungry just like they came. There's somebody in the building that may have that mindset right now. I warn and caution you, don't have that mindset. Let the word get in your business. It ain't me getting in your business. If you're online, let the word get on your business. Don't flip away from it because you will leave and end up in the same state you are. You might feel good about it told him something and I know who I am but at the end of the day your net is still empty but I like what Peter said Peter doesn't say I'm the professional Peter doesn't say I have people working with me Peter doesn't say I know how to do this I'm a grown man you don't tell me what to do he looks at him and he says Simon answered the Bible says master verse 5 we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything Lord, we worked hard. I've tried to make this marriage work. It's, it's not working. I've been to counseling. I've done all sorts of things. It's not working. You don't understand. We worked hard all night. We're still going through the same old cycle. I worked hard to come out of debt, but I find my way still going back into it. I've worked hard to keep my family together, but every time something happens, something else comes. And Lord, I worked hard at this. But then Peter does something that is phenomenal. He lets his education and his prior experience out of the way and says, but somebody say, but hallelujah. He says, he doesn't say because, because I have nothing else to lose. He said, because you say so. Hallelujah. 
How many of us are living our lives the way he says to? Hebrews 10, 25. Forsake not to assemble yourselves together as some are accustomed to doing, but I'll come to church when I get ready. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, running over shall men give into your bosom. That's that scripture that's go well beyond just giving. It's talking about a larger, broader scope, but giving can be considered in there. And I'll give when I want to give, do what I want to do. I volunteer when I feel like it. That's what the millennial generation does. How do I know? Because I'm a millennial. We only do what we want to do when we want to do it. And if somebody tries to make us do it, we get rebellious and we walk away and never realize why we always never get in the head and walking in circles. Because you got to stop saying, because I say so, and say, I do it, Lord, because you said so. <laughs> Hallelujah. If won't nobody witness, sire, witness for me. I can always count on Sire. He says, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Lord, I don't see how I'm going to make it out of it, but because you say so, I give. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but because you say so, I volunteer. Lord, I don't know what to do, but because you say so, I'll start getting up late at night, praying over my family, laying hands on them, getting oil. If I don't have oil, finding some oil and begin to pray over them and to begin to get in the spirit. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to change. I keep going through the same old cycle. But because you said that I, you were able to change me, I'm going to believe you and I'm going to start acting as if it is so, even though it's not so, because you said that's what faith is. Dr. Tony Evans often says, and, and I'm paraphrasing, that faith is acting like it is so even when it's not so, simply because God said so. Amen. I've come to encourage you today that you tried to fix your own family. You tried to fix your own life. Why don't you make yourself available to Jesus? God's calling you to do something. Get available to him. Set aside some time for prayer. You may not do it early in the morning. You could do it in the middle of the day. But set aside some time for prayer. Show up for prayer on Wednesday nights. But I have a family. I understand. I have one too. With three kids. And a job. But they're here to serve. Because we teach them to put God. First. And if you put God first. And make yourself available to Jesus. He'll do it again. It won't come the way that you're used to it coming. It won't come the way you've always had it. You've been trying it that way for years and now you're frustrated because what you have always done no longer works. Why? Because God is trying to take you to another level and another dimension of faith. And he's not going to let it work until you submit to him and stop trying to do it your way and do it his way. Somebody say, do it again. Somebody say, do it again. I don't know if there's anybody that needs something, but if you do, raise your hand to heaven and say, God, I need you to do it again. 
I know I've seen you deliver, but I need you to deliver again. I've seen you make a way, but I need you to do it again. I know you fixed broken homes, but Lord, my home is broken. My kids are acting crazy, and I don't know what to do. God, will you do it again? Make yourself available to him. And he'll take you places that you never dreamed. Is there anybody in here honest enough to say, I need God to do it again? You've tried it. But now add Jesus to the equation. You've been trying to do it on your own without Jesus. You've been putting your effort first and putting Christ last. And God says, I want to bless you. But I've got principles set up and you're breaking my principles. I've already told you, seek first my kingdom and all this other stuff will be added to you. But you keep seeking the stuff and I'm right here waiting to bless you. But if you'll just give it up I and reach me, I'll give you everything that you need. We have a good father that wants to give us good gifts. We have a good father that wants to bless us. We have a good father that wants to provide for us. But sometimes we're getting in our own way. Don't do it on your own. Let Jesus into your boat. I've come to tell you that. I've, I've learned how to do it both ways. I've, I've learned how to do it in the natural, but I've come to tell you something that it's a whole lot easier when you just let Jesus in your boat. You can try all sorts of strategies. You can try all sorts of self-help. You can try all sorts of things, but when it really has a lasting effect is when you put Jesus first in your life. And when you put Jesus first, the Bible said that there were so many fish in the boat that he didn't have enough room to receive that he had to bring up the friends, I've come to tell you that somebody's blessing is waiting on you to respond by faith. There's somebody else. Their blessing is held up because it's locked up in your obedience. Wow. God didn't want you to have just enough for yourself. He'd love for you to have an abundance to bless people. Not just an abundance of money, abundance of faith, abundance of counseling and peace and joy. But until you receive it yourself, you don't have it to give. Somebody say, do it again. Raise your hands in the building. Every eye closed, every head bowed as Brother Dave gets ready to come. If you know, and you can be honest and say, Lord, I've been trying to do it on my own. And it's not working. And I surrender. Can you just begin to tell God I surrender? He's telling you these things not because he hates you or wants to make you feel bad. He's telling you because he loves you. And he's saying, baby, I want to bless you, but you're in your own way. Let me in the boat. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. for your grace and we thank you for your mercy and your kindness and Lord I pray for those who need a fresh touch a fresh anointing from you 
that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. And Lord, I pray right now that as our storage is empty and we're available to you, hallelujah, you will touch our hearts and our minds. Fill us up. Help us to do by the power of your spirit what our human ever could never do. And we'll give you all the praise in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and give God praise. Mm -hmm.